This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. All right, everybody, it is podcast number five, and this week's theme is upset. So a lot of good games happened this week. Um, once again, proving that the AP poll means pretty much nothing, but uh, a lot of shakeups there with a lot of the higher ranked teams upsetting kind of the lower ranked teams. And so let's kind of hop into it and talk about the week's games here. So SEC, let's start there. Um, the big game of the week was number four, Georgia versus number seven, Auburn. Man, you guys didn't see this one coming. What are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are that Georgia's going to find a way to screw me no matter what. So I just Mm -hmm. should not pick those games. I think it really hurt Auburn losing their like, you know, quarterback of the defense um, so early in the game. I definitely think that like played a role mentally and physically in the game. Um, But (laughs) I want to talk about Bennett. (laughs) Mom saw his picture at the beginning of the game and she's like, oh my gosh, he looks like he's like 50 years old. Then I tried to just Google it. And you can't find his birthday. Anyway, that was just a fun little extra side note. Um, But I thought he played well. Yeah, he did play well. I mean, I think it's kind of interesting. I think Kirby Smart, he has the worst judgment in quarterbacks, in my opinion. Like, I feel like he has so many four and five star recruits. Mm -hmm. And he, without fail, will pick the worst one. And like, then that's his guy. Kind of similar to when... Dan Mullen had Felipe Franks at Florida, and like that was his guy. Didn't even give Kyle Trask a second thought until his hand was forced. And I feel like the same thing happened with Kirby here. It's like he had JT Daniels and Dewan Mathis, and when his hand was finally forced to use this third string or fourth string guy, suddenly we're like, yeah, now the offense is actually clicking. You know, why did you wait so long to put him in? But anyway, I just thought it was funny that. It's like his absolute last choice, and then he comes in and kind of saves the day. I do think, though, there's a difference between, like, I think kids can, like, practice well, and then there's just kids that, like, can't handle the pressure of games, and the coach, like, sees all this amazingness during practice, and then, like, game, you know, or it's just, like, they really want to give the kid a chance, and they see their potential, but then they just, I don't know, carry it too long, like, what people are, like, saying what's happening with Adrian for us. Um, it's just like, yeah, as a coach, how long do you try and instill that confidence that they're your guy before mm-hmm. letting someone else have a chance? Yeah. I thought they did a good job too, Georgia, of establishing the run game. Um, toward the end of the game, like they were still running it a lot and they just enforced their will. Um, which I think also helps with a, a quarterback is you knowing you have that backup of being like, I don't have to make every perfect throw, you know, I can go to the run game. Um so I right. thought that was kind of interesting. On the flip side, Bo Nix was someone that was talked about um, as being, you know, someone consistent, uh, a good passer, and he really struggled that game. But in all fairness, he had no time to throw in the pocket. He was, like, getting rushed every play. His offensive line could not do anything. So I felt felt a little bad for him. But I think the biggest thing with Auburn is they just got behind the sticks early. Um, They had, I want to say it was, like, back-to-back false start penalties, and then they lost. Monday, he was ejected for targeting in the first quarter. And so I feel like that momentum got sucked out of the stadium quickly for them. Mm-hmm. And they just were always kind of playing from behind and could just never have mentally. I think they just got too far behind early and Georgia yeah. just kept pounding the ball and, and it was hard for them. So yeah, there's so many, that's what she says, but that's okay. Well, Georgia, um, darn it. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. I feel Georgia has a great defense and I don't think there's ever been any doubt about their defense. Um, But Bo Nix, my gosh, like we talked last week about, and Amy, you made fun of me for saying that Kyle Trask doesn't try to do too much, but here's the other side of that. Bo Nix, you were laughing when I said it, but here's a classic example of a quarterback trying to do too much. Like Bo Nix was trying to make all of these miraculous plays and it was just blowing up in his face. At one point, is like being sacked, and he like throws his left arm out and tosses the ball like right to the Georgia mm-hmm. defense. I'm like, what in the world was that? I feel like he was just trying to make too much happen, 
And I mean, he just wasn't aware of his own limitations. And it really, I feel like it kind of just sent Auburn into a tailspin. Um, Gus Malzahn, like, I think it was at halftime, someone asked him about, um, he you said know, he had COVID oh, and went to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, all right, I'm out of here. He pulled a microbell. He's like, I'm out. Lately? No, he, he was asked, why is Bunnick's frustrated? And he's like, well, he should be. Well, like, yeah. I'm like, crap, you know. Clarification, <laughs> yeah. please. Um, I was not laughing at you. I was laughing at Kyle Trask and your okay. polite way of saying that he wasn't a flashy razzle dazzle player. Like it was right. well, at him. still not a criticism, but all right. What also made me laugh is like, I, I can't remember if I had texted Megan during the game or our group chat or something and made a comment about the game. But Megan's like response was like, seriously though, how many people are at that game and no one is wearing a mask. <laughs> well, there was nowhere close to 20% capacity. Every time the camera like pans the crowd, it's like the national championship. It's like every seat was filled. I was like, what is going on here? Well, that's like, like, and even if you only let like 30% in, what's to keep them from like going and huddling together in an end? Like you can't really police that unless you like put chains and stuff. I mean, you just can't, I don't know. I guess, I guess, but also, for the record, no one was wearing a mask, like not even like pulled down over their chin. Like they didn't have a mask on their face whatsoever. Like no one was even trying to comply with it. You know, <laughs> Maybe they've like, all I, already had COVID. Yeah, I don't know. It was just funny to me. This is the SEC. Speaking of the SEC, the other game, um, number three, Florida taking on South Carolina. Not an upset here. Uh, Megan's guy, Trask, looked pretty good. Why is he Megan's guy? Yeah, I don't know, because I do I like him. I think Kyle Trask is a good quarterback. Yeah, and we he does we always good. said that. She always talks about how, like, Felipe Franks was terrible. What, and then we, she's we always been on. That, I, thought. I know, but it's Megan's been always been the most vocal. That's why I said it. All right. Yeah, I don't think it's fair to compare him to Tim Tebow, though. I don't know who did that, but I don't think they're even, like, a similar type of. Right. Like, that's what Tim, I was wondering. Like, Kyle Trask is a much better passer, like, mm-hmm. much better. Tim Tebow was almost like a quarterback that turned into like a runner, but like a fullback runner. Like he was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It was like weird. They're just opposite types of quarterbacks. So I don't even right. know who made that analogy. Uh, the thing that actually stuck out for me, and I re- I didn't really watch this game. I just got some of the highlights of it. But um, this guy, Pitts, who I'm going to make a pun, is not the Pitts. He is a tight end. I thought he was a wide receiver. He is a beast. Um, he is an NFL prospect watch list for sure. But he is, I mean, everywhere on the field. I feel like every pass, every touchdown, it goes to him. Mm-hmm. I feel like when Trask is in trouble, he throws the ball up, it get, goes to Kyle Pitts. So that's one that's kind of on my radar. I think it's going to be, he, he's going to be a high draft pick. Yeah, I think we'll hear his name a lot this season for sure. Let's just think about how cool it is that two moms, who knows how far away in the hospital, Name both named their kid Kyle, and then they would end up playing together. And it's like Kyle to Kyle, Kyle to Kyle. Like that's pretty cool. I did not think of that, Amy, but yes, I think it's a fun coincidence. <laughs> okay, well, what stood out to me? Did you guys watch this game at all? No, we I didn't. Just said I didn't. Was it in the morning? Um, yeah, it was the twelve o'clock game. So it was yeah, not it was morning for us, like, but it was morning for you. My children's games, so no, I didn't see him. Okay, well, the thing that was just unbelievable to me was that South Carolina in the fourth quarter, they were they had pulled within 14, and there's like seven minutes to go. They're driving, and there is absolutely no urgency whatsoever. I mean, they're letting the play clock run down to four, five, every single snap. They're like running up the middle. They're running to the side and then just not even going out of bounds. Like it was unreal. I have no idea what I was missing there. I'm like, is this like a new strategy? Like try not to win the ball game. I mean, I was screaming (laughs) at the television. I was just like, what are you doing? Because they could have made that a really close game, but for whatever reason they decided not to. So I don't know. I did not get that at all. (laughs) They're like, eh. They're like, we're pretty close to Florida. That's good enough. Yeah, we made a run. We'll call it good. Well, a game that was definitely much, much closer, um, Ole Miss versus Kentucky. Essentially looking like a big 12 score. Um, Ole Miss ended up winning 42-41. And you guys, I have a confession. 
I brought the kicker curse back by saying it was gone last week. You did. That's on It went to the NFL for one week, and it came back. So, sadly, game went into overtime. The kicker missed the extra point. I cannot believe... I just don't understand. How can you not make an extra point? I don't know, but I feel so bad for that kid. Because, I I mean, the truth is, there were so many stupid plays before that (laughs) that Kentucky should have had. You know what I'm saying? Like... For yeah, example, but all anybody that, remembers exactly is, that is, one kid missed extra points. But I mean, in the first quarter, um, Kentucky's a seam rose is like running. <laughs> did, you, did you guys see this? I sent it to you. Yes. He's yes. like running to the end zone. He like throws a deuce to the crowd and like totally misses the fact that there's a defender sneaking up behind him. That is a you know bigger mistake than I think missing a field goal, but. You know, I don't, anyway, I I don't know. You got to be able to make extra points, though. That's like. I know, but I mean. I mean, I feel bad I, for him, too, but like you have uh, to make those. That's your job. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's just, I think Kentucky, they just don't know how to win. Like they've never been in this position before. So it's kind of like they've got to get over that hump of like learning how to win and how to do the little things. Right. What was Mark Stoops so mad about at the end of the game? Did anyone see him screaming? Uh, his kicker yes. an extra point maybe. <laughs> no, it, I remember did that he, because he, he ran off to get the refs yeah. or something and did he didn't he even think- like go shake Lane Capen's hand. <laughs> no, he well. did not. He was just like screaming at the ref and then like Lane Kiffin was looking for him and then, yeah. I can't remember, but I remember watching it, and I was like, okay, I think he has kind of an argument, but... Because I, I, yeah, I, I can't remember either, but I kind of thought that, too, that he had an argument for it, but, yeah, it's it was it was a long time ago. <laughs> oh, it says, I just wanted to talk to one of the officials about something, a specific play. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his official statement was. <laughs> so, I don't know. Good cover there, bud. Yeah. Um, ironically, too, speaking of which, Megan, so talking about... Um, Rose like throwing the deuces early um, it also happened in, against Army so Abilene Christian was playing and they did the exact same thing he was like deuces and then got like tackled like 10 or 15 yards from the end zone so not a good week to celebrate early you guys you gotta make no. sure you get in the end zone so right. but uh, yeah there you go Lane Kiffin getting his first win as a head I don't coach like yeah I know but I was, that's why I was really cheering hard for Kentucky all right, another game um, against ranked opponents here. We have number two, Alabama, taking on number 13, Texas A&M. I, I, we all picked Bama, but I thought it would be a closer game than it was. I mean, really? Alabama kind of ran away with it, 52 to 24. I okay, did not. I, think I te- called that I one. Didn't, yeah, I didn't think it would be close either because I think Texas A&M is horrible. Like, do I do think Jimbo better. is a bad coach, and I don't think they should have been ranked 13. I think I might have brought that up on the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I think I said they were going to murder them too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe you guys weren't too surprised. Um, what do you guys like about Bama? I mean, they have tons of talent. I think they're well coached. I think they're very disciplined. I think they have like pick a position and they have the best of the best playing there. Except like, so, quarterback, but they don't really need it. So. Well, see, here's the thing. I don't think Mac Jones is bad. Like, I think he's a really good quarterback. I don't think he's bad, but I don't think he's great. He's just well, like... He doesn't, he doesn't have to be great. Like, this is like a Kyle Trask situation. My point. I said they don't need it. Like, they just right, but need he's a, someone I steady. Guess, right. Like, I think he's a smart quarterback. I think he's talented enough. I may be yeah, a little bit have, more high on him than Amy is. <laughs> when you have all the tools at like receivers and running back, like all those spots filled, you don't you don't need someone great back there. You just need someone that can handle the ball efficiently, and that's what he does. But like when you right. say the best of the best, I would put him right on par with Kyle Trask, who some people are saying Heisman, which I wouldn't necessarily. And some people say Tim Tebow. <laughs> so right. let me ask you: <laughs> Yes, what if Bo Nix was behind that Alabama? I don't think he would be doing as well as Mac Jones. Not not even close. I don't think Bo Nix has near the physical skill that Mac Jones does. Yeah, I would like to see him back there and see what he can do with a little more time. I don't know. Okay. She said. I think, oh my gosh, I think he's more athletic, like more raw athleticism, if you know what I'm saying. Bo Nix is? I think than than Mac Jones, yeah. Like just, I'm talking like quicker, faster, Mm -hmm. like. I don't know. 
Okay. I disagree. I think Mac Jones is a lot better than Bo Nix. Okay, well, the end here, if you're talking overall QB, that's where I'm not I'm not sure. I'm just saying mm-hmm. I would like to see him back there and see what he could do if he had some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Stop it. I actually kind of lean more toward Amy. I think Bo Nix's problem is that his offensive line is not very good. So I wonder if he had more time and you put him behind Bama's line, if he would look a little bit better. Um, I do think Mac Jones, I think he's, I'm going to give him a little more credit than just a game manager. I think he can make some decent throws, but the truth is, is he doesn't have to, because like you said, he has the receivers to overcome a bad pass. He has the rushing game with Najee Harris Mm -hmm. if he needs to go that route. So it's, it's kind of tough to, to tell. So let's talk about another quarterback here. Um, number 16, Mississippi state taking on Arkansas. Uh, the flip side of the coin of Kyle Trask or Megan is Felipe Franks, of course. So, mm-hmm. um, number 16, Mississippi state going down, losing to Arkansas. Can you guys do a, a pig suey for me? I'm going to be like Dana Altman. <laughs> like, exactly, uh, that is exactly what I was thinking. That is exactly what I was thinking. He's like, um, I need to leave now. <laughs> he's like, and I'm leaving a horrible mistake. So obviously Mississippi state losing as the ranked team. So this is kind of one of the first upsets here. Kind of heartbreak fashion, um, Arkansas kicked off to Mississippi State. So Mississippi State was going to have a chance to put together a drive, but they muffed the punt. So sadly, we were kind of high on Costello last week. He put up some big yardage numbers. I think this was a classic case of like you play who you play like who you're playing or whatever. Because like when they played LSU, they're like, yeah, we're playing like the national, like the defending national champs, and they're like. Next game, ooh, Arkansas. Like, you know, I think it was just like, I think Mississippi State was definitely the better team. I really don't think Arkansas is better, but I think it was like a overlooking type situation. Do you guys know how long it's been since Arkansas has won an SEC game? Do you know how many games it's been well, since I, they've won? I, I said 20. You would be right, Amy. That means that the last time they won an SEC game was in October of 2017. Do you guys know who they played? Vanderbilt. No, but close. Auburn? No. Nope. It was Ole Miss, Ole Miss. and they won 38 to 37. But here's the thing. They Didn't they won win that- like on a last minute field goal too? I so they so. do well against Mississippi teams is what you're saying. Ah. That is what I'm saying. But they won under Brett Bielema. So that was two coaches ago. Like they didn't win one single SEC game under Chad Morris. Mm-hmm. Isn't that striking? Yeah. It's Arkansas. Anyway. So. Yeah. Anyway, though, I do think Mississippi State is the better team. But I will say... I think what Sam Pittman is doing at Arkansas, like, I do think they're going to be better. Hopefully their, you know, stock will rise a little bit. What would you say if I said all of their success was attributed to Felipe Franks? <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's a very interesting take, Amy. But, but what would you say after that? I mean, I think he can have good games. I don't know that I'd want him as my quarterback. All right. Just wondering. Okay. All righty. Um, number 20 LSU, no problem putting away Vandy. Probably not a shocker there. Ended up winning 41 to 7. And then number 21 Tennessee. Megan, you had some uh, thoughts on this game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't believe I thought it was going to be a close game. I don't know what I was thinking when I said that last week. It was way off. But yeah, I'm starting to. I'm starting to wonder about Tennessee. I, I hate to say it out loud because it's like makes it feel more real. But I'm Rocky I, Top think they might be coming back I don't know out of really you think against Missouri you're gonna count that yeah I mean well 35 to 12 yeah it's Missouri yeah but their defense is pretty good I don't I'm just saying Tennessee's playing Georgia next week um this weekend I mean and so right now I'm gonna go out on a limb I'll probably be totally wrong again like I was last week I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say it's gonna be a close game Alrighty. Well, we'll keep our, if it's not, then maybe, maybe you'll change your tune next week. But the question I kind of wanted to leave you with before we went on to the next uh, conference here is Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. How would you guys rank those? I'm pretty confident you guys are thinking Bama's the best team based on our conversation, but if you had to put them in order, mm-hmm. how would you rank those teams? Alabama, Florida, Georgia. I 
agree with Alabama first. There's no question in my mind. Um, but I am going to go with Georgia and then Florida because Florida's defense has looked really bad. Georgia is such a wild card. It's hard for me to know where they're going to land. I think they're better than Florida at this point in the season. Okay. What about you? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to agree. I think Bama would be number one. And then I'm going to say Georgia next because I like them more. Not (laughs) because I have any data. Truth be told, I don't watch a lot of the SEC games. So there you go. Um, So I'm going to pick off of what I like, which does work pretty often. Um, And I should have picked Georgia this week. So so that proves my point. So yeah, I'll say Bama one, Georgia two, Florida three. Okay. Let's go to the ACC here. Uh, Number one, Clemson. Again, no problem putting away Virginia, 41-23. It was kind of a close game for, like, I will say, like, the first 10 minutes. Like, they kind of hung around. Um, But to me, Trevor Lawrence is still doing enough that I think he's leading the Heisman. Mm -hmm. I think he'll be the number one draft pick. Mm -hmm. So, again, nothing too shocking. I don't really watch a lot of those games either because they tend to get pretty boring after, you know, Clemson puts up 30 points on the other team. Yeah. But it looks like – Megan, maybe you can make this a segment a little interesting by throwing us a trivia question. Um, sure. Currently, Trevor Lawrence has the longest streak of consecutive pass attempts without an interception. So he's thrown 276 passes um, without an interception. Do you know who was second to him? At Clemson or in all the No, I mean like a current quarterback oh. had the second longest consecutive streak. He had it or he currently does? He had it. That's the key word because that ended Saturday. But he's a current player, though, or no? Right. He's a current quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, Was it um, Texas? No. No, Ellinger? No. Um, Bo Nix. It's Amy's boy, Bo Nix. Yes, he had 218, but then he threw an interception against Georgia. So, yeah, that streak ended on Saturday. I think I remember watching. So you asked that question. And I was like, I know I was watching a game where someone threw it. And then they mentioned like, oh, there's like his first one in so many pass attempts. So that makes that makes sense. I did watch some of the end of that game, the Clemson, Virginia game. And I don't know, this might kind of go back to what Amy was saying um, earlier, just about playing to the level of competition, because I felt like Clemson did not look impressive. When you look at the score, it's like, oh, they won easily. But, I mean, Virginia was scoring on them. I just expected it to look a little bit more dominant, I guess. Um, So, I don't know. I think it'll be telling, too, when they play Miami. Um, Yeah. I think that will be a little bit. Which is the game day game. This is Miami's third time being game day. Not that I'm bitter. But it's kind of disgusting. (laughs) People love to hop on the, like, Miami train when they're Good. Have you noticed that? Like, people are like, the U is back. And, like, all the NFL players are being like, I'm from the U. But, like, when they are terrible for this stretch of time, no one mentioned it. I feel like they're a big bandwagon team. Like, they've also, like, in – which there's no excuse for. They shouldn't have game day there again. But, like, there has been a shortage of game – like, game – you know, good games so far this year. Like, for one team to have – like 75% of the game days. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That seems a little over the top. I I always, like, cheer for, like, underdogs. And, like, I like the upset. That's just, like, my jam. But mm-hmm. I do not like that quarterback. I do not like him. And I hope that Clemson just, like, hands him his booty on a serving tray. <laughs> because that was for mom. Um, But I just, I don't like him. Okay. Derek King, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm anxious to see play because I don't think he's had a lot of challenge yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing to look like an amazing star when there's, you know, you're just playing these crap teams, but I don't remember him playing a whole lot last year, but I, I remember him playing against Oklahoma and not really being that impressed. And I'm like, okay, yeah. it's Oklahoma. Like their defense isn't mm-hmm. great so like you know what I mean like I just I don't know I'm not on the hype train for him at all yeah we'll see what happens this weekend I'm I'm kind of anxious to to watch and see how he looks 
So number 12, UNC taking on Boston College. Close game, 26-22. Um, do you guys think UNC is a legit 12? I think that might be a little high. I mean, Boston College? <laughs> I mean, it's so hard to know because, like Amy said, there's so few teams right now playing that it's mm-hmm. like a lot of these teams are up that high just because, I mean, who else are you going to put up there, you know? But 12 seems really high when you barely squeak by Boston College. Yeah, I I would agree. Well, it's like so random because like these teams are getting up so high, but then when they lose, they like fall like 20 spots at a time. Like it's just, (laughs) it's like very odd voting. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, weird ranks, I guess. Yeah, and we're seeing that too as the kind of the the upsets. I'm going to put upsets in quote marks because again, we don't agree yeah. with the rankings. But um, number 24, Pitt lost to NC State. They ended up upsetting 30 to 29. Number 25, Memphis lost to SMU, uh, 30 to 27. And then um, Virginia Tech and Duke, which wasn't an upset by any means, but Virginia Tech ended up winning 38-31. Obviously, as the season, season smooths out, these rankings are affected. But, yeah, I mean, we had Louisiana. Our, our Raging Cajuns got high ranking. They didn't even lose, and they got bumped off the list. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But let's kind of go to the Big 12 now. Um, Baylor versus West Virginia. Another overtime game here. Uh, West Virginia ended up winning. Kansas State played Texas Tech, uh, another game I wanted to kind of talk about. Did you guys get a chance to watch this game? Um, yes. I did not, so I'll let Amy talk about it. Little Deucey looked good. Yes, I'm telling you. He's ya. very cute. I had to, like, Google his height because it's like sometimes you can't tell because it's like yeah. they look small, but just because everyone right. else is a giant. But yeah. he, do you guys know his height? Is he 5'5". Five five? Five. Yeah, that's that's how tall he is. But it's like barely taller than me. Okay. Yeah, no, that's I know. pretty impressive, I think. Yeah, and do you know that he's a true freshman? Yeah. That's really impressive as well, because he's pretty much K State's offense. But like it's I was looking more... at that one that one run that he had, um I think it was like I don't know if it was a pitch or, like, what happened, but he's, like, running on the sideline. His, like, center of gravity is so low that it's just he's yeah. very hard to bring him down. Like, yeah. I don't know. What I think is kind of impressive is even though he's only a couple inches taller than you guys, at 220, he's only 20 pounds more than you. <laughs> Good one. Okay, miss. Uh, have I eaten five cookies or one? <laughs> it, it was two or five. But anyway. Um the next game here, uh, number 17, Oklahoma State versus KU. And Oklahoma State now, got to be leading the Big 12, right? Undefeated team here. They ended up winning 47-7. to And here's my question. It's going to be a stupid question, but we'll, we'll talk about it anyway. Does Oklahoma State have a defense, or were they just playing KU? Well, I didn't see the game, so I'm not really informed enough to comment on that, but... I think for a Big 12 team, they do seem like they have more of a defense. I'll just throw that out there. Okay. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I'll jump on that bandwagon because I would love to see Oklahoma State win the Big 12 and stay undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, KU is terrible. <laughs> like, I, yes, they are, they are so truly awful. bad. They are so bad. But I'm kind of hoping, like Megan said, maybe a little bit more optimistic Maybe the Oklahoma State does have a little bit. We'll call it a defense, even though they're in the Big Twelve. Maybe one of the better ones. So we'll we'll have to see. Uh, this next one, you guys, is just so sad to see Oklahoma losing for the second straight time. I mean, tears tears me apart. Losing to Iowa State, Amy. My dark horse. Out? That's my dark horse. There you go. Here they come. 30. I mean, Oklahoma has to be out now for any chance of winning because they haven't even played Texas yet. Like yes. they have to be, they have to be out, right? Well, I mean, well, yeah, they're completely unranked at this point. Yeah, and I mean, I think everyone's looking at the Big Twelve and seriously questioning the validity of that conference. Yes. And so the fact that they've lost twice <laughs> in the Big Twelve, it's like no way. Um, and they've lost I, to K State and Iowa State, so it's like right. right. Um, so I do have another trivia question for you guys. 
When is the last time Oklahoma lost two games in the regular season? What year? 99. Right. Yeah. Did you guys look that up already? No. no they mentioned I, it when you the game. They, yeah, oh. they mentioned it during the game. Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't watching that part of the game. <laughs> I watched the end of the game. They must have mentioned it before I started watching. Um, because I was just curious, and so I Googled it. And it is 1999 um, when they finished 7-5 and five overall. So they are maybe right on track to finish with a similar record. <laughs> a few yeah. a few less games, maybe, but yeah. Overall percentage-wise, yeah. It's it's over for them. Um, just like I said, it brings a tear to my eye, of course. But yes. both Oklahoma and Texas losing. It was kind of like Christmas, you guys. It was. What a day. Yeah. So, um, Texas also is now facing a, a significant uphill battle for the Big 12. And I think Ellinger and, and Rattler, too, just talking about Heisman. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't always have to be on, like, the team that wins the national championship, but yeah, losing in their fashion, I think, is Right, right. I do think you shouldn't have to be, but that is how it works. And so I agree with you. Gary Patterson, though, he's got mm-hmm. seems to have Tom Herman's number. Kind of how uh, Matt, uh, Matt Campbell has uh, Lincoln Riley's. Yes, yes. Or here's an alternate theory. Tom Herman isn't a great coach. Or a good person either. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Tom Herman fan. I don't really care for Jimbo Fisher or Tom Herman because I don't think either one of them are good coaches. And also personally, I don't care for them. I honestly think that the best coaches are like the ones that have the best like character too because they instill that like in their mm-hmm. players and it's important to them. I honestly yeah, think Meyer and Trussell. <laughs> well, there's always an exception to the rule. That's what proves it, Laura. So I think we can kind of all agree. I mean, let's all get behind. We already were, but Oklahoma State, let's do it. Win the Big 12 here. Yes. Um, so kind of after this week's shakeups of some of the games, what would be you guys' either top 10 or top 5 right now? In the Big 12? Overall. No, 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 no overall. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any. <laughs> the no. top 10 of the top 12 of the Big 12. <laughs> and honestly, I don't mean to be a party pooper because I know that Luke and Autumn are huge Oklahoma State fans and I cheer for them too. But I think they've had the most like favorable schedule so far. And mm-hmm. I honestly don't think well, that. I mean, Oklahoma's had a pretty favorable schedule. Okay. I'm just, I'm not on board with them yeah. Like, making it to the end of the season undefeated. But anyway. Okay. So who are your top five, Amy? Ohio State, just because no one's ranking us anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll throw Clemson in there just because we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly didn't have this prepared, so okay. I'm. I suppose Alabama is up there somewhere. Um, how about top three? Okay, but I feel like the top three is, like, the most obvious. <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be hard that it's Clemson. I don't know, though, because no one's seen Ohio State play, so I'm going out on the limb. No one else has them, number one. <laughs> that is very true. Laura, what are your top five? Notre Dame is unproven to me, but I can see them. Ugh, it's tough. Here's the thing. If I'm picking for what I think will be in, like, the college playoffs at the top four, I think the SEC gets a nod, gets two in, honestly. Unless unless Oklahoma State runs away with it and wins out, right? I don't think Big 12 will get a team in. I don't think Pac-12 is going to get a team in. Big 10 and two SEC is honestly what I think will happen because people love giving deference to the SEC. Well, I mean, um, it happens every year. So, I don't know. I I will throw in Notre Dame and Florida, but Notre Dame's really improved. I need to watch them a little bit more, but I can just see them getting so lucky by being in the ACC this year that like some perfect storm will happen for them because they're like the luckiest team. So Mm -hmm. I'll put them in the top five. Yeah, I agree. I do. I can see Notre Dame getting in and I also can see them getting in over a big 12 team and a pac 12 team because it's like they are technically in the ACC, but because they're also independent, like I feel like the committee will just give them that and be like, oh, well, we have ACC and, you know, one from each conference or whatever in the Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, those are 
the three leading teams from the leading conferences, in my opinion. Um, and then, yeah, you know, I could see maybe like a Georgia or a Notre Dame. Um, I mean, I'd prefer it to be like Penn State or someone like that. But I mean, since we haven't seen any of the Big Ten play, it's kind of hard to hard. I to don't know. Desmond Desmond might be right. Cincinnati might be in the playoffs. I'm actually laughing a little bit less at, at him as time goes on. Well, I still think it's a little ridiculous to say like in the it playoff, is. but I think they'll be a high finisher. Yeah, I think they will too, but I think BYU is better. Ooh, okay. I don't think BYU I, is going to be in the playoff or anything like that. I'm not Desmond. I but. keep hearing people say, though, that there's going to be – this is going to be the year that there's a group of five in the playoff just because – it's like 2020, mm-hmm. so what else yeah. can, you know, like, stranger yeah, well, things happen? Never but say like, never. It's just like, why, you know, why not? There's like, you know, if the SEC t- takes so much crap every year for getting two teams in, that the playoff committee just might vote to put, like, mm-hmm. one of them in. I don't know. That would be interesting. Let's transition to our fan favorite football and fleek. Amy, what's this week? All right, we're comparing Kevin Warren to a movie villain because we all know he's a villain and we want to publicly humiliate him. So Megan. Okay. You guys, I am like so bad at these and you're not going to like it. You're going to tell me how I'm wrong. Um, Wow. So sold on this already. So I'm, well, I'm kind of like lowering your expectations. So I did not do a movie villain because I could not think of one. And I, (laughs) she's like, I cannot play by your rules, and I'm gonna suck. So I just made up my own rules. No, I seriously thought about it. I sat here and thought about it for like 30 minutes, and I could not come up with anyone. And so, is it a book villain? No, it's a TV character. Hey, I'll allow it. Okay, thank you. And it is Michael Scott. Now, before you tell me that Michael Scott is likable, that is not what I'm going for. I'm going for the fact that he's totally incompetent. And (laughs) there are two Michael Scott quotes that I feel like really sum up what I think of when I think of Kevin Warren. Can I guess one of them? Sure, go ahead. Is it where it's like, I start a sentence, I don't even know where it's going to end. I just try to find it along the way. Yes, that's exactly what I think of. Like, he's on TV and he's like... I just hope that I find it as I go along. Like, he's like, he never answers the questions. He just starts talking and like words are coming out of his mouth and like none of them make any sense. And then he's just like, done. And I'm like, that you didn't even answer the question. Okay, so then the second quote is when Stanley has his heart attack and Michael is like, I knew exactly what to do. But in a much more real sense, I had no idea what to do. And I feel like this is, just encapsulates his entire handling of the season. He's like trying to put on this face like he is in control and he knows what he's doing, but actually he has no idea what he's doing. So okay, well, that is why thing. I just I'm not bothered by the TV, you know, mm-hmm. instead of a movie reference, but Michael Sky is not a villain. Like his like lovable heart, you just can't there might be two quotes that sound similar to something Kevin would say or think but you can't like no okay that's being so kind to him and he doesn't deserve it here's the thing i went first so now you guys will look laura make it better (laughs) make it better i will say if you say season one michael scott where like they did try to make him be that like kind of aloof and like doofy and self-involved boss but then they made him into like a little bit more relatable, lovable character. I'm trying to help her. Just tell me what okay. yours is. Okay, I'm sorry. Thanks, Laura. Um, okay, so in all fairness, I thought you said it had to be a Disney villain. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to just classify that. But that it is a movie villain, so technically I'm still correct. So I picked Gaston because he tries to come across as like this very like put together like likable character like he's trying to like rile up all the like village people and you know he just seems like he's the best person out there and on the inside he's just a terrible person he's spreading lies and rumors he's not giving <laughs> the correct information to like the people in the village he's like there's a monster out there and like oh like he's trying to get them all scared and riled up um and so on the, on the front end of things you know he's like the good looking guy that you know all the ladies okay. want but on the inside, he's just like a terrible, terrible person. 
Um, and so I think it's a good contrast because they try to make Nebraska and Scott Frost look like the beast. Like, oh, how could you? You know, you're so terrible. And really, the beast is the good person and Gaston is the bad person. I do like that correlation. Thank you. But oh Kevin gosh. Warren is not good looking at all. Well, but oh no. In my opinion, neither was Gaston. So that's fine with that's me. That's true, too. I do like that one. I like that one a lot. And who could be his little, you know, that little pudgy guy that like runs around and tries to catch the birds that he hunts? Who, yes. Who could that be? <laughs> Does he have like any little. Barry Alvarez. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Take Wisconsin down too because he's a traitor. Okay. I went a little more not mainstream route, and I'll tell you why. Because, yes, Kevin Warren is outright evil. That's, you know, not Uh debatable. But he does it in, like, a sneakier, Uh like, passive-aggressive way. Like, not everyone just looking at him at first would realize he's evil unless you're a Nebraska fan and you know what he can do. Because he's almost like a Karen, you know, where he's like passive aggressive about it. Like, I'm going to give you this schedule. (laughs) So I am going with Mother Gothel (laughs) because (laughs) she pretends like she cares about Rapunzel just to get her hair to make her look pretty. And that's what Kevin Warren does about the Big Ten. He like pretends to care about it. But it's just to, like, keep his job and his paycheck and, like, it's, mm-hmm. he, he's, you know, like, she's not a good mom. He's not a good right. commissioner. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's, there's just so many ties. He, like, uses other people's power, you know, to, like, it's not his own because he's not doing anything, just sitting in his chair taking votes but not telling us what's going on. I don't know. So Mother Gothel. Plus, when her, when Rapunzel's hair runs out and her face like sucks all up and she looks like really gross and stuff, there's like a picture of him that they, (laughs) there's a picture of him that like the Nebraska papers kept printing where he has these huge bags under his eyes. (laughs) We're not petty. And it, like, there's definitely a correlation there. Okay. So, other well, I hope he feels the pressure. I hope he <laughs> I hope he hears this and changes his ways. Yes, too. Next week is Desmond. Ooh, okay. Alrighty. Oh, well, I better start that. thinking now. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Well, let's make some quick picks for this week's games and then wrap up by looking at... Um, our record from our last week's picks. So um, I, I picked four games for us to kind of talk about. So Virginia Tech is taking on number 12 UNC. What are you guys' thoughts? Virginia Tech had like a record number of people out last week because of COVID, correct? Yes. Do they have them back yet? I don't know. Because I don't know that their their thing is three weeks like the Big Ten is. Like I think it could be as long as you're not like displaying symptoms or something. Mm-hmm. Honestly, some of them could be out for contact tracing, and they might be negative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so they I'm, could be back like, right away. That is where I'm not sure, but I'm I'm just going to pick UNC. Okay, I'm going to pick Virginia Tech. Oh, okay. They gave Megan a win last week, so she's sticking with them. Yep. I'm going to stick with Mac Brown. I'm going to go number 12 UNC. Yeah, I just, I want them to win, and it's just really, really hard to... You know, cheer against what you want. Alrighty. Uh, Number nine, Texas versus number 18, Oklahoma. I think this is the hardest pick. I have no idea. I know. I'm going to go with Oklahoma just because I'm like three in a row. That, yeah. I can't see that happening, but who knows? It's 2020, so (laughs) anything. Uh, I'm, I'm torn because I think Ellinger has the experience edge on Rattler. But I think Lincoln Riley is a much better coach than Tom Herman. Okay, so. see, I thought that Spencer Rattler actually looked pretty good in that game. I Obviously, he threw a pick there at the end, which there could have been a hold called. Maybe that was, like, what caused it or not. But, like, other than that misstep, 
I thought he looked pretty good. Um, I don't think his line gave him much help in the second half, but I'm going with Oklahoma because I think they are the better team, more talent, and yeah, I think Lincoln Riley's a better coach. I'm going to also go with Oklahoma on that one. All right. Number two, Alabama versus Old Miss. Old Miss is always sometimes good for an upset, but I, I, I'm going to stay with the, I'm going to stay with number two, Alabama. I'm going to go with Alabama as well. And I think it will be an interesting game since this will be. I, I do too. I think it's going to be Nick Saban coaching against his former assistant. Lane and Hickson. I, Nick, well, Nick we know his record against them. Yes. 20 and 0. <laughs> exactly. And like Nick Saban is like petty enough to like, just like pull out all the stops yeah. and just destroy, like, destroy them. them. Yeah. Show yes. like a formation that Kiffin thinks he knows and then do like the exact opposite. Yeah. I yes. just think he's like, and yes. he's got like no mercy for them right now. So. All righty. And then number eight, Miami versus number one, Clemson. I, uh, I'm going to say Clemson holds strong. That would be my pick as well. I'm going to, I'm going to say Derek King has two or three interceptions this game. I think he just chokes. It's the first time he's really going to see pressure. And I'm going to say three picks. Okay. All right. I think, I think this game will maybe be close in the first half, but I Mm -hmm. think the second half Clemson puts them away. And if Miami loses, which I expect that they will, I think they don't recover this season. Okay. So sad. Bold predictions, you guys. I like it on top of it. All right. Well, let's wrap up with last week's picks. And I'm going to struggle to remember what I said so you guys can remind me. Um, I think we all picked Alabama to upset, or not upset, to win against Texas A&M, which we were all correct there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we also all had Tennessee beating Missouri. No, I picked Missouri. Oh, okay. That's my, my big, yeah, miss of the week. Okay. Well, actually, actually, this next one was another miss for me. Um, yes, Auburn, Georgia. I even said it. I was like, I always pick Georgia. Like, even last year when they played Florida, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go with Georgia. And they end up winning for me. So this is my regret game. I should not pick against my team. Ugh, so upsetting. But, yeah, Auburn Auburn got away with the, Regrets. the, the win. Um, for the Big 12, I we all took Oklahoma. Amy, this was your game for regret. Here's the thing. I would have picked Iowa State if Oklahoma hadn't just lost. Like, I didn't think that they would let it happen twice in a row. But they're, I guess, like, just worse than I thought they are. Um, and so, yeah, like like I said, if, it hadn't, if they hadn't just come off a loss, I would have picked them because Iowa State's my dark horse. But I thought Oklahoma would just bring more of this game because, you know, they were angry. Um, but they did not. So... <laughs> But they did not. Uh, <laughs> K-State versus Texas Tech. So K-State won 31-21. I think, Megan, did you have Texas Tech or did you take K-State? I took K-State. Okay. Um, Amy, did you also have K-State? Yeah. Okay. So we all, I think we all, we all did because we wanted them to win. Yeah. Um, okay. I have a, another trivia question for you guys. Okay. All right. In how many games this season has K-State blocked a punt? Well, they've played two games, correct? So I'm going to say two. They've actually played three games. They played oh, three. They played, excuse me. Sorry, I'll say two out of three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say three. Amy, you are correct. They have blocked hmm. a punt in every game. Who did they play first? Remind me. Special team. Um, I think it was Arkansas State. Okay. Yeah. So they played Arkansas State, and then Oklahoma, and then Texas Tech. Alrighty, and then in the ACC, sorry Megan, Campbell versus Wake Forest. Yes. Couldn't quite well, get it they, done, but were fun to watch. They were fun to watch, and did you guys watch the trick play that I sent you? It was, it was yeah. fun. So basically, they lined up, and then as soon as they snapped the ball, all five linemen belly dropped flopped. to their, yeah, they just belly flopped, and then the quarterback lateraled it to like a wide receiver, and then the wide receiver passed to the quarterback who ran pretty but much untouched into I'm the like, end zone for a touchdown. They were like down by a lot at that point. I'm like, why don't you mm-hmm. pull that out before you get down by four scores? You know, like trying yeah. to keep your game. I don't know. Maybe, like, we have nothing to lose. I think it's like the South Carolina mentality. They're like, we're not going to win this game. So we're just give them some experience, like run a fun play. Yeah. And wasn't this their last game? Aren't they only playing like four games yeah. this season? So they're like, yeah. let's do it. YOLO. 
Exactly. Um, <laughs> Florida State <laughs> versus Jacksonville State. Uh, we joked last week that Florida State would get their first win, and it was a little touch and go at the beginning. Uh, Listen, I said this was going to be a good game, and I was not wrong. It was close. <laughs> it was close. They did end up winning 41-24, but yes, yeah, so I was like, ooh. if I, You know those memes where it's like nervous laughter? Like, that's the Florida State fans. They're <laughs> no. like, Ee! I saw this picture, and these, like, two guys, like, one guy had um, dressed up in, like, or one guy had, like, body paint. They were, like, naked. I mean, they probably had, like, shorts on or something, but one guy, like, body <laughs> painted body painted himself like maroon and one guy body painted himself gold and it was like this glitter is all you know like must have taken hours and it was like imagine doing this and going down to 21 yes. to 7 <laughs> yes oh gosh Jacksonville State and then the last game I think Megan you're the only one that took Virginia Tech here versus Duke Want, want. Duke barely lost this game but Virginia Tech did pull out the victory there so Megan that was a, a win in your column Mhm. So, so do down. No, well, I just I don't know what the totals are. So, I who won? Uh, I don't know. I think he. Well, no, wait, because you took Missouri. I think we tied three. I got three right. Okay, so I had Alabama. I had Tennessee. I had. No, I took Oklahoma. That's wrong. I took Kansas State. Were you, are you counting Campbell and FSU, Megan, or no? No, I wasn't. No. Okay. I got three. Then I only I got, got three as well. I got Alabama, K-State, and Virginia Tech. Yeah, I think we all got three. So we all got three. Okay, well, and how many games did we pick? Six? So we're, <laughs> we're averaging 50%. Uh, hey. <laughs> Definitely. Better if you have any betting questions, come to us. We That's will right. invite you. That's right. You will not regret it. I have a joke. Okay. Okay, let's try that again. Let's show a little excitement, please. This one is brought to you by Kaylee. She thought of this by herself. What did Wendy say to our coach? Wendy, like the hamburger chain? Or I was thinking girl, Wendy, like in Peter Pan. Wendy. Oh. Oh. Um. Just say what, and then let me. Give I don't you know. What did she what say? Did she, I'm so confused. What did she say? Let's make a frosty. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I was right. I was like, are we talking the food chain here? That's from Kaylee. Thank you, Kaylee. We appreciate it. That's great. All righty. Well, thanks for joining us for this week's podcast. Be sure to check out our Instagram page. We have a fun little announcement this week. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. Oh my um, gosh, Megan, you forgot to record. Just <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Um,